We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here today. Uh, we will... Uh, a little bit of all the sports today. Ole Miss held their baseball media day on Friday after we uh, had got done speaking with you for the uh, week. Ole Miss basketball goes to Gainesville, plays hard, loses in overtime to uh, to the Gators. Pretty undermanned there. Florida still looks uh, like they're in some some, some trouble. Um, the center's a good player. Everybody is. else is. Yeah, Castleton's good, no doubt. The rest of that roster would lead me to a meeting where he goes, hey, we're Florida. How? How come that's all we got? Yeah. Because it's a roster issue. And why do we have them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, obviously, we will uh, talk about a lot of football stuff as we do most shows. Uh, all kind of crazy stuff going on over at Auburn today. They uh, they get the they get the mantle for most dysfunctional SEC West program, at least for this week. We'll see who gets it next week. But at the moment, that's what's going on. So, uh, By the way, we're a little late starting today. Yeah. And the reason we're late starting today is because I had to take Carson to school. And so normally – my wife takes Carson to school. Today I had to take Carson to school, so we're a time late. does he start? Uh, they like stagger them pretty good, right? They don't let them in the building until eight twenty because if you let them in at eight nineteen, they'll get the COVID. Is it really that related to that? It's, it's related to the COVID. Oh, is it really? Yes. Okay. Eight twenty one safe. Eight nineteen danger. Okay. Science. Science. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we'll hit those things. More coming up. Um, and whatever else today on the show, a show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. We're trying to give you 10 free dollars. Free money is good. You do that by going to the Blue Sky location here in Oxford or throughout Mississippi. Take a picture of the QR code. It automatically opens up the Exxon mobile app. 1,000 free points, 10 bucks, including at the, the pump you are filling up at the uh, at the time. Lunch special is five sixty nine. two sides of bread, 32-ounce drinks. And again, can be do from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He will send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. 
or uh, you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that is hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters um, Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger, a po'boy, an appetizer if you're coming in for Ole Miss, Alabama on Wednesday. Be a great place to uh, pregame, postgame. What time is that game? 7.30? I think that's right. I have no That idea. feels right. Yeah, I think it's seven thirty. Okay. <laughs> I'll look. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Wednesday night. Yeah. So uh, yeah, rafters on the square in Oxford, and also rafters in New Albany. Uh, what are you and, gonna do? Uh, first what? of all, thank you to Bobby Gray for the super chat. That's very nice of you. We appreciate that. He says lunch on me. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that, Bobby. It's very nice. A lot of stuff going on. Sort of, kind of. What do you want to start? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to do? You know, I, I've been up early. I've already, I've already done a forty-five minute Olivia Amato hitting hills ride. I did twenty minutes rowing, take Carson to school. Okay, I, you, I'm gonna let you make decisions here. Okay, because I want to talk about Castaway, but I don't want to do it in the first segment, or people can get really pissed off at us. So I'll do that later. <laughs> um, about a movie that's twenty years old. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, Avery's to blame too. Okay, she yeah. said, like, it, look, yeah. it, 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 it's it's everybody here. We're all we're all in it together. Uh so. What exactly is going on at Auburn? I, I do actually want to start there because people like football, people like chaos, soap operas, all that kind of stuff. Um, they don't. What like do we it. actually know at okay. this point? All right, here's what here's what happened. Okay. Uh, and Hardman asked, I'm, I'm going to assume no G pits today. I think that's safe. If I were that J- feels confident. If I were Jay, I don't know that at two o'clock today I could stop everything and commit an hour to that. We're going to make, make him up, and frankly, I'd almost rather wait and tape it after he's had a moment to breathe and get his thoughts. Yeah. It's probably a little little tense today. Because people t- think I'm high, I'm keyed up. Jay's pretty keyed up now. Yeah, Jack. occasionally he comes off to people as the, oh, I'm the fun-loving whatever. Now, he can get pretty, yeah, pretty, he's, pretty going. His engine revs a little faster than mine does, frankly. I mean, that's being honest. Yeah. Um, all right. So what happened? So Auburn had a coup a year ago. And the coup was to get rid of Gus Malzahn and to replace him with Kevin Steele, who I think was in on the coup. Okay? You think Kevin was involved? I do. Okay. He was certainly aware. Okay. Okay? Sure. Part one of that coup was accomplished. They ran off Gus Malzahn, who'd been there a long time. Part two of that coup didn't get done. And it didn't get done because Alan Green decided, you know what? This isn't who I am. I wouldn't hire Kevin Steele. I'm the AD, so I'm not going to hire Kevin Steele. Right. And instead, Alan Green conducted a search. That search, like a lot of searches, got squirrely. I don't know that Ole Miss fans truly appreciate the precision with which the Lane Kiffin search got done. There were politics going on behind the scenes, but Keith Carter ignored them, and he just did what he felt the majority of the fan base wanted, I think Keith thought Ole Miss needed a dose of excitement, some relevance. I think he knew there were going to be some some 
feathers ruffled, but he decided to ruffle those feathers. At Auburn, the mafia behind the coups is a different kind of mafia than the mafia at Ole Miss. Everybody has this element. At Auburn, it's powerful. There's a lot of cooks at Auburn. Oh, yeah. yeah and, and it's cooks... Cooks is just too damn nice. There's a lot of mafia hitmen at Auburn. Okay. A lot of bo- mo- mob bosses at Auburn. It's been this way forever. It was this way when I covered Auburn. Like, I couldn't believe that place. I was like, wow, you guys win in spite of all this? Son of a... It was crazy. It's funny how they say the Auburn family, because there's very little family about this. No, it's kind of family. Like, Sopran- Sopranos are a family. Oh, so we're still in the mafia. Yeah, I mean, that's what Auburn's kind of a mafia. It's a cult. It's not like A&M's the happy cult. Happy cult. Auburn's kind of a mean cult. I mean, the people who go to Auburn love Auburn, and they walk around and tell each other for the rest of their lives, hey, War Eagle, at church and stuff, War Eagle, War Eagle, War Eagle. It's kind of like aloha. It just means everything. Literally, anything. What kind of day are you having? A War Eagle day? War Eagle. Well, War Damn Eagle. On and on and on. And so... He hired, at the end of the day, Brian Harson from Boise State. Brian Harson isn't a Southerner. Brian Harson doesn't really understand Southern ways. I'm not saying that's a good thing, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing either. Whatever. Yeah. The dynamics, the niceties, the whole deal. Just all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. of it. He... Also does not understand, and listen, I don't understand the Northwest because I've never lived there. So it would be very difficult if you said, explain to me, Neil, the sort of socioeconomic status and structure of the Northwest. The social dynamics of Portland. I mean, like. Yeah, the socioeconomic of the South, of the Northwest. I'd say, well, that's going to be hard for me to do. So Brian Harson comes to the Southeast and you start to try to understand the culture and some of the socioeconomic structure, and some of this, the way that things are here. And he struggled with it. He did not go out and ingratiate himself to the Auburn people the way that those people want. They, they need to be stroked. They need to have their backs padded and their shoulders padded and their elbows padded and told, hey, War Eagle, we're going, we're, War Eagle. He didn't really do that. He came in and he kind of brought his own people and he brought his culture from Boise and he brought it to Auburn and he was kind of rigid. And then they lost games. And Auburn doesn't want you to bring your culture. They want you to do their culture. Yeah, they want you to do the Auburn the Auburn way. Yeah. Be an Auburn man. Do it the Auburn way. We do it a certain way at Auburn, right? He didn't do all that. And they weren't ready for that. And then they lost. And then recruiting didn't go great. And a bunch of dudes jumped in the portal that they didn't – like Ole Miss had – Ole Miss knew. Ole Miss's portal activity was systematic. Yeah, when we were told beginning of last year, hey, Ole Miss is going to have to have 20 dudes jump in the portal. And 18 did. Mm-hmm. And I expect two or three more will. So that was planned. At Auburn, the mass exodus wasn't planned. And they didn't recruit particularly well because Auburn – how do I do this without just offending people? Auburn was very efficient 
with the old recruiting system. The new recruiting system, which requires a certain degree of transparency, is not their thing yet. It might one day be their thing, but today it's not their thing. So when the season ended and they blew the game against Alabama, and they absolutely blew it, it was bad coaching, they blew the game, should have won the game, didn't win the game, lose the bowl game to Houston and the Birmingham, which was an insult to Auburn. For Auburn to have to go play at Birmingham would be the equivalent of Ole Miss having to play the Golden Eagle Bowl in Hattiesburg. You wouldn't be happy. Yeah. They weren't happy. And then they lost it. Not that it mattered. They could have won it by four touchdowns, and this thing would still be happening. But they decided that they would witch hunt. So the, I mean, the mafia, there's been a power shift. A year ago, Alan Green through some stroke of nature, had more power yeah. than the Mafia. Which, a year later, Alan Green has no power. The Mafia has all the power, and the Mafia is saying, he's gone. Then someone says, hand-raised guy in the room, hey, uh, <clears throat> if we just fire him, we owe him like $18.5 million. <laughs> We're still paying the other guy who's at UCF now. We're still paying him too. And then the new guy's probably going to want money. <laughs> so let's figure out a way. If we're going to do this, let's figure out a way to not pay this to guy. To not pay this guy. And they go, okay. <laughs> He's having an affair. Yeah, yeah. We, let's not go there. Let's, in this room, let's not do that. And everybody kind of goes, that's a good idea. We probably don't want to open that can of worms. And you can't prove it. Yeah. Oh, there's a picture of her holding a – she went. She left Boise and came to Auburn, and there's a picture of her holding a helmet. None of that proves a damn thing. Okay, he's a racist. Yeah. I felt really badly for her all week. I, oh, I did oh, too. Oh, my God. I did like, too. What, what, what was done to her? It was wrong. Yeah. It, 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 was, it, was, it, was, it was cruel. Yeah. So then they turn around and they go, he's a racist. And that's when he goes, all right, prove it. Because you can't. And they're like, well, you didn't offer certain kids at, at, uh, in Mobile. You didn't offer certain kids in Montgomery. You didn't offer some inner city kids because you didn't like their character. And his response to that is, so I'm the first coach ever who has declined on a kid because I didn't think he was the kind of kid we needed to bring into our program. Yes, racist. No. And then players some of whom are African-American, come to his defense and go, this guy's great. Love this yeah. guy. So if Brian Harson is a racist, if Brian Harson is a racist, you can't – that would permeate all of his programs. Someone at Boise would have gone, yeah, man, that dude's a racist. Well, no one said that. So Auburn's back where Auburn is today, which is, well, now we've made this untenable. He couldn't recruit before, and now he sure as hell can't recruit. We're going to have to come up with a settlement. And Brian Harson's going, I'm not settling. Write me a check. I'm going to coach until you fire me. Pay it to the order of Brian Harson, 18 point whatever million, and I'll peace out. And mm -hmm. Auburn has every right to go, you know what? This guy's not our guy. He's not a good fit. Here's the money. But instead, they're doing this deal where they're trying to wreck reputations. And in the meantime, they're just creating this firestorm of chaos and looks, will someone take the Auburn job? Of course, because it's still a high-paying, great job. But Auburn has put itself in a weird spot right now. Like, if you, have, if you have a good job today that's paying really well, and you could come home and you go, hey, honey, 
got a call from agent today, and Auburn's interested. I mean, she would have to look at you and go, no. So what do you do? You go hire Kevin Steele a year later? Kevin Steele's now the defensive coordinator at Miami, I believe. After being at Maryland for like eight days. A cup of coffee. Get some coffee. He got his name on the door. He did get his name on the door. Yeah. So that's where they are. That's the Auburn story today. So what's happening today? Tell. I, I, are I, they firing him? Well, that I don't know. It, I mean, look, I, I trust Jay, and then I, I saw Philip Marshall write this as well. And when I was covering Auburn, Jay and Philip were on the Auburn beat. They're still on the Auburn beat. I'm going to guess they have connections. They both believe the situation is untenable, which is my guess as well. I don't. How would you salvage it? Today? What is Alan Green's situation? Because you know Jay Jacobs had no power and still hung on for like a decade. Yeah, but Jay Jacobs, Jay Jacobs did the mafia's dirty work. He was their mouthpiece. He was their mouthpiece. They sent him to do the hit, and he did the hit. He took the heat. That was his role. He was just okay. the guy out front that took the heat. We're going to pay you. Just take the shots. Yeah, I mean, he then. was. He was the the. So I'm not picking a one person. He was the White House chief of communications. He was. Jinsaki, hey, I'm going to step front. I'm going to take these hits from the media, not you. I'm, I can't. What was the? She's running for governor of Arkansas now. Trump. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Sanders. She's Sarah Sanders. He, he's he's that person. I'm going to take the hit. I'm going to take the barbs in return. I'm going to get a bunch of money. I'm going to get to go to Destin. I'm going to get to go on these trips. I'm going to get to have some stuff. And when I retire, I'm going to be taken care of, and he will be. Alan Green, not the same dude. So my guess is Alan Green gets run out as well. I don't either that or he's going to have to bend his knee, which is not his thing. Alan Green's a doer. Louisville comes after Bruce Pearl. He goes, we'll give you a lifetime contract. Here's all the money. Done. That's Alan Green. So he's going to sit here and go, oh, I'm going to fire my guy and take the heat. Doesn't sound like him. And he was his dude, so he's tied to him. And when it's your dude and you're tied to him and it's not who your fan base wanted, yeah, you got a problem. You got a problem. It's the inverse of Keith. Had Lane Kiffin been a he's not, obviously, but had he been a disaster, he's everybody wanted. Keith gets the redo on the next guy. All you did was do what we wanted you to do. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, right. That's Lane's fault. That's not your fault. Right. Whereas he goes, Hey, I know you guys want Lane, but we're gonna send him to Arkansas. We're hiding a lot of drinkwits. Yeah. Well and, suddenly well, if, and, whoa, and Drinkwitz is five and seven and Keith's in trouble. Yeah. No, no, no. Our dude over there. Yeah. We told you. That's what we wanted. Yeah. No, I mean, Ole Miss fans kind of stormed the gates. And so he gave him what he wanted, and mm-hmm. it's worked out. Yeah. So here you go. But this is not this is not who Auburn wanted. This is their fans had no idea who he was. He wasn't who Jimmy Rain wanted. He wasn't who the people there with power wanted. The fans had no idea. You announced it on like December the twenty second or something. Made a bunch of media look bad. And I know people go, who cares? The media care. I mean, that dude gets announced, and there were beat writers who'd never written his name in a three-week coaching search. It's a bad look with the bosses. Is Louder still involved? I think he's still Not there, but I don't think he is as involved. Not with the Jimmy Rain type. I thought right. I saw him or someone who looks a lot like him sitting behind the bench in Athens the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe, but not 
I mean, it used to be just running. Every, he was the damn. I mean, he had he, the full marionette, but yeah, we're not oh, there anymore. Oh yeah, no, he was total control. Total control. Pleasant? What's he like? Pleasant. Okay. Pretentious. Eh. But decent enough. He was okay to me. Yeah. I mean, he he would take my call. Always yeah. appreciated that. Well, I met him a couple of times. Jay Jacobs is always incredibly pleasant. Yeah. Nice dude. Yeah. He's fun. Talk, have yeah, conversations. Sure. Uh-huh. Kind of knew he was in on the joke. Hey, sure. Yeah, yeah a little right. bit. Oh. I mean, look, I enjoyed covering Auburn. I mean, it's those people, they love it. I mean, I always was kind of like, wow, man. I, you like, guys. Like, these people really, y'all really like this place, don't you? Like, a lot. Like a lot. So there's a lot. I mean, there's there's got to be something good to it, but the stuff behind the scenes, the power brokers and stuff, it's just always been a fight. It's always been a a power struggle, always, and it's just never gotten resolved, really. And this time, it's boiled over. They brought in, and Auburn's always kind of hired an Auburn guy. You know, they've always been, Pat Dye was there forever. And then Terry Bowden was at Samford, and Terry, it worked out until it didn't. And they hired Tommy Tuberville, who, you know, for all the jokes, Tommy had a really good run at Auburn. Should have played for a national title. Went undefeated one year. I mean, they Auburn did some good things under Tuberville. Had some winning. And then Saban came in, and Saban has upset the Auburn apple cart. And even in that, even during Saban's tenure, Auburn's won a national title. I mean, so the people are like, oh, it's a terrible job. It's going to fall apart. No, it's not. But this is this is weird. I mean, this is – and when you fire a coach in February, let's say it happens this week, somewhere between February the 7th and February the 11th, you fire a coach, you got to go replace that coach. Often going after people who just moved. That's tough. And it's tough. And you're telling – and if it's a – You're putting a Todd Graham line on somebody all of a sudden. Well, and if it's a head coach that you're trying to hire, you're telling a head coach, hey, go really screw a bunch of kids. And a lot of times a head coach doesn't want to do that. I've told this story. Les Miles was at Oklahoma State when Alabama went after him in the spring after the Mike Price debacle. And I think Les Miles really wanted to take the Alabama job. But the – his internal compass told him he just couldn't. And he didn't. He took LSU later, but he took LSU in December. And there's a difference in taking a job in December sure. and taking a job in mid-February. There's a big difference. It's after signing day. You've just signed a bunch of kids. Kids have transferred into your program, and they've used their transfer portal card. And then you bolt. Now, you can do it as a coordinator. Sure. A coordinator can go, hey, look, I didn't see this coming. This is an opportunity of a lifetime, and I have to take it. And everybody goes, yeah, that's cool. It kind of sucks. Yeah, but for a head coach, look, there is a socially acceptable period, and it is past. Well, it works. Yes. And so you have to bring in either an interim, which slows, I mean, which puts your program on ice for a year mm-hmm. in a conference where I don't know that you can afford that. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, I don't know what the hell you do. But they've done so much damage to Harson now that how the hell can Harson go recruit for Auburn? Yeah. Because if I'm recruiting against Auburn and Brian Harson, 
I mean, it's very simple. I mean, I just look at the parents and say, listen, I don't know what's going on there, but here, here's some headlines. Here's some stories you really ought to read because there's no telling what you're walking into there with your son. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're going to look on underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the flow down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. With two sand rings, a grass ring, and miles of wooded trails, there's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons from trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. Under the teachings of one of the best young professionals in the sport, Bowers Cone, Southern Traditions has high aspirations for the future. Along with owners Ben and Hillary Craddock, Southern Traditions has become one of the leading equestrian facilities in Mississippi. For questions or information about lessons, boarding, sales, please contact Bowers at BowersCone1, BowersCone and the number one at gmail.com or Facebook, uh, Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. We're also brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell & Grove, a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. Bell & Grove specializes in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. Bell & Grove can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also offer both ground and air expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen and Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today. For a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment. Financing available at CorinthDental.com. Podcast also brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery, 662-419-9201. Cheese at JohnstonHillCreamery.com. Remember, they make all their cheeses in-house from uh, from scratch there. You've got a couple different things coming up. It is king cake season. That goes all the way through March 1st, which I believe is Fat Tuesday. 24 hours notice, get the king cakes, different sizes, different flavors for those, as well as uh, you can order Valentine's Day packages. They have multiple different options for Valentine's Day, including artisanal cheese boxes. They have a uh, sweetheart date crate. It includes several different things along that lines, charcuterie trays, dessert boxes, and chocolate-covered strawberries. You get them by the uh, the half dozen or the dozen. And again, Johnston Hill Creamy right there on White Oak Lane in Oxford. Again, 662-419-9201. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy. 
662-236-2222 that deliver locally in the Oxford area. They are also available with Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. They offer MedSync to be prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. Whether it's one delivery or one pickup, you have everything you need there with Tyson Drugs and GNM. Again, 662-236-2222. Somebody asked me if I had thoughts on Alvin Kamara getting arrested. Not really. Um, I I will say this, and I I don't know if this is a maturation. I don't know if it is a change because I don't care as much, even though I don't know. Maybe so. I don't get worked up by hardly anything off the field or, frankly, even roster with the Saints. Like, I'll show up on game days and I'm all in and I'll get very frustrated at the end of the season. Like, I did not handle the Rams losing to the 49ers well at all. Um, Was quite pissed off that day. Um, But the rest of the year, I don't know. They'll roll the team out there. Like, they're they're looking for a head coach right now. And other than, I don't really want that guy. I mean, like, eh, whatever. Cool. Fine. I was in here working yesterday on – 10 thoughts because I got a late start because I wrote recruiting all morning and I was working on 10 thoughts and I had the pro bowl on it, which was difficult to watch. What it let me, it, it helped me focus on what I was doing because it was difficult to watch that, but they were really pushing for Eric Bianami for the saints, for the saints, the, the, the broadcasters were he interviewed on Friday, I think Saturday, Saturday, I think over the weekend. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm not even 100% sure who they're down to. I, I, it seems like it's Benjamin and Allen, but that is just me kind of speculating. Um, I will say that everything Grind is saying in the thread, I've heard. It's not stuff I want to repeat out loud, but everything that he has said, I've heard that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's quite a soap opera. Oh, we're still talking Auburn stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean... I'm glad you showed up, Grind. I was a little worried. We started doing the Auburn thing, and you were late. And I was like, well, it's a hell of a day to miss. But, but. if you're an Auburn fan, today's just the day that you go, oh, whatever. Right? I mean, you just you just, you just realize that the fire is going to burn for a while. You and I both felt like this quickly about the Pro Bowl thing. We both had more entertainment watching the dodgeball competition on Thursday night, the skills stuff, yeah. than the actual game yesterday. At this point, just give us that. We'll move on with our day. Like, if you're... If we're going to make this level of mockery out of the game, <laughs> yeah. then yeah. just stop. It's cool. I don't care. Yeah. But what are we doing? Was, well, ESPN yesterday, and, like, I, the social media. And, like, I, I get it, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. Like, I, I I don't know what intern did this and whatever. <laughs> but Kyler Murray throws a pick to open the Pro Bowl, and he gets returned for a touchdown. And he kind of threw it, like, right at the defender. And, like, when I say there was no effort given by any offensive player to make a tackle no. there. And – the ESPN tweet is like all capital letters with like the mind blown emoji. And it's like, did you watch the play? No. I mean, it was the corner outrun offensive lineman running half speed. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, look, I, and I get it, right? No one wants to get hurt in the Pro Bowl. Oh no, 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 yeah, no, so no, no, no. Just like I wouldn't even mind if they played flag football that day. Just, just take the helmets off and relax, and just do a skills competition. Have some fun. But, and it, it was fine, right? I mean, look, look, let's go, don't get worked up. I'm not. I mean, whatever. It was, it was I mean, however they'd like to spend their Sundays fine with me. Yeah, I mean, whatever. watching the Diggs brothers go against each other with the one that normally plays offense playing defense and vice versa was fun. It was good. Sure. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. 
The one that plays for the Bills was having a little more fun with it than the one that plays for the Cowboys. He was beginning to get irritated. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was all fun and games until it wasn't. Like, yeah, right, yeah, right, like. right. We're starting to get into – we had the senior role over the weekend. Um, starting to get into where mock drafts feel a little more – Sourced, if you will. Sure. Like I, I, we're seeing streamlined. We're seeing a little more. Well, now the Eric Edholms of the world have been in Mobile for a week and talked to most. Yeah, of we're the seeing NFL. continuity kind of between the mock drafts, where it's not just early on. It's hey, I'm going to do something kind of weird to get some clicks, and I'm going to throw something in there and make sure. a team freak out a fan base. But now we're seeing a little more. Hey, this is kind of down the line, and there's some interesting stuff here to the point that, I mean, look. GMs when they put that name on the paper and they run it out there, and Goodell says the name or whoever does it. You're on the hook, so I mean, you're it, the, the the check is going to come due one way or the other for that pick. But there's a couple on here that if I'm a fan base or a GM, I don't know. Uh, the Jags number one now. This is I've seen this a couple different places. They have a uh, shift who they're taking um, a little bit. There uh, people have now Evan Neal, the number one maybe overall pick tackle at Alabama. Um, that was no surprise to me. Yeah, Neal's fine. He's nodding along. Um, look, if you're taking a tackle, I mean, did you watch them play? And he's just, I mean, dude is. I mean, did you watch Alabama play ever? I mean, the two people that stuck out on the – I'm a big Bryce Young guy for, the, for what it's worth. But the two guys that stick out on the field for them are Neil and Anderson. I mean, you watch them play and they just run behind him every play. I mean, he is a mountain of a man with great feet. Somebody old Miss is aware of. It says pairing Neil and promising tackle Walker Little gives the team two bookends to protect Lawrence. Hard to argue with that. Uh, Thibodeau out of Oregon at two to the Lions. Okay. Uh, Hutchinson three to the Texans. That's perfect. <laughs> go go to Houston and have fun. Who they're contemplating hiring Levy Smith today? By the way, I know. What is that? I mean, if if you're layering me, yeah, it, send I, me anywhere. I, I like it, literally. I'll go to Washington, and we know how screwed up that place well, is. I'll and, go anywhere. And the philosophy behind this as well. When we interviewed him the last time, we really liked him. It was like, yeah, it was ten years ago. He's been out of the pro game for a long time. Such an Illinois. I mean, and and he did okay. But he Super did. Bowl. He, he did. He took the Bears to a Super Bowl. He did. But but that was a minute ago. Reggie Bush was a rookie. He was. That was a minute ago. Reggie Bush isn't playing anymore. No. Sean Payton's not coaching anymore. I mean, Drew Brees... Threw a lot of passes since the last time Lovey Smith and Drew Brees has retired. Mm-hmm. Just feels like a reach. Yeah, but that's the thing about the NFL when people go, "Well, it's designed for parity." It is, but still, the smart franchises are the ones that. Win. It's also designed to give you an opportunity to be stupid if sure. you like to be stupid. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason the AFC East has been the AFC East for a while, and then you know some other programs as well, or franchises as well. That tackle at NC State four to the Jets. Um, Still seeing Charles Cross in the top five or six. They've got him going to the Giants um, right now with that number five pick. Who's that? Charles Cross. Okay, from, tackle, from Mississippi State. State. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. At five. Just feels like a real reach. And the reach of reaches. The Carolina Panthers at number six. Mm-hmm. Quarterback Malik Willis at six. People love his arm. I, okay. I know. I'm with you. I, I know what I saw, but people love his arm. And look, if they end up being right, then they are freaking geniuses. But doesn't, woo, it, doesn't, boy. it doesn't feel right. If I'm taking a quarterback at six, he better be a dude who can go win a title. Because otherwise, why am I taking him? <sighs> Apparently, 
And we do this every year. We do this every. We will do this every year for perpetuity. It's so, frankly, it's part of the fun of the process. The season ends. The Panthers haven't played a game since what January the ninth. Sure, about right. Yeah, I mean, sure. So today's February the the Panthers have had four weeks, and they're just getting started. Four weeks to have meetings and evaluation. Going to talk it to death. And now they went down to Mobile and they watched him. You've seen him throw, and you're like, boy. I mean, we're doing this thing with Pickett on the other side. Like, Pickett had a really good game in the Senior Bowl. He did. And everybody's going, yeah, but his hands. His hands. His hands. They're going to do this. They're going to do this hand thing. It's going to be his – it's going to knock him down in the draft, and someone's going to get a – He would have been better off to just measure. He's put an increased stigma on by being scared of it. He should have gone, yeah, I got small hands. Watch me throw. Yeah. Okay. I played in Pittsburgh. It's not exactly. Yeah. Not in a dome. I mean, it's not exactly the Caribbean. Yeah. Like, I I kept waiting for him to go, yeah, I've been to Pittsburgh in November. Because I have. Cold. I've even thrown footballs in Pittsburgh in November. It's not like Cuba. Yeah. It's Pittsburgh. Bring it. But he's going to fall because of his, his hand size. Willis is going to go up because Willis is going to look like a gazillion dollars. Willis is a long-term project, so the challenging part for the Panthers is remaining patient and developing, developing him, developing him, considering the pressure on the coaching staff to win entering year three for Matt Rule. Also could be a spot to watch for a trade down. Um, of note, Carolina hasn't drafted an offensive lineman in round one since Jeff Ota in 2008. Grind's right, though. He says he looks so good in a football uniform. He does. he does. He looks the part, and he gets out there in a workout drill, and he just, whew, he wows them. And these are NFL coaches, and they've got a lot of ego, and they all say to themselves, I can get him ready. Mm-hmm. Our system will get him ready. And you know what? Sometimes they're right. Yeah. I mean, the Bills took a lot of heat when they drafted Josh Allen. Worked out. A lot of people said, Josh Allen? Come on, man. Been at Wyoming, threw a lot of picks, a lot of bad decisions. The Bills were like, look at that talent. <laughs> Have you seen him? And they're right. Yeah. Worked they're out. right. I mean, he's some I mean, I you, you can make an argument that he's the best quarterback in the AFC. Yeah. Now, you can make an argument that he's not, but you can make an argument that he is. Yeah. And so the Bills will go, see, worked out. Kyle Hamilton, safety Notre Dame to the Giants at seven. Remember, they have two out of the out of the first seven picks. Um, love this as much as I hate these son of a guns. The Falcons at eight, taking Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback LSU yeah. at uh, at eight. Said that they absolutely stick to best available no matter what. After getting Kyle Pitts a year ago, doing the same here with Stingley, just taking the best player on the field at this point. Devin Lloyd, linebacker Utah nine Broncos. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver Ohio State ten. Kenny Pickett going to uh, the Commanders at 11 here. Um, he helped himself. He did. I do wonder, Corral couldn't play in the game because he hadn't graduated. Right. And I'm wondering where that kind of levels off. It looks like it likely sends Pickett ahead of Corral on the board, is my guess. Pickett Corral hasn't gotten his pro day yet. Right. We're, 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 you're or zero and plus. Well, the combine. Yeah, right. The combine's coming, and boy, they'll pick him apart again. But Pickett had a really good week in Mobile. I mean, the I mean the the thing is the draft starts in Mobile and it does. Oh, a hundred percent. It does. It it does. If you've never been to that, if you're a football fan and you've never been to a Senior Bowl practice, I really recommend that you go. Uh, the practices are interesting. 
But looking, especially on Tuesday and Wednesday of Senior Bowl week, when you go to those practices, you see the whole damn league. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole league's there. It's remarkable. Highly recommended if you are, especially if you're an NFL fan. You you will see every, you'll see ten head coaches on the field. Yeah. Vikings twelve, Ajobo the other edge at Michigan. Um, Have they hired a coach yet? Yeah, um, didn't they? Did I, I don't know. I've swore they had, and then now when you said that, now I'm a little confused, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just had those finalists, and that's Vikings head coach. Oh no, I don't guess so. I'm not getting anything. Yeah. Oh no, Kevin O'Connell. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. I got a little thrown away from that the last few days. Like I had the game on, but I just I wasn't even listening. And actually I think I muted it at one point because I was transcribing something from Kermit Davis's Zoom on and I don't know that I ever turned the volume back on. Oh really? Yeah. I was really Doug Peterson. The Vikings hired Doug Peterson? Apparently so. Huh. And I did not realize that, no. I've been completely out of the loop then. I don't know. Traylon Burks, 13 to the Browns. That's been pretty consistent over the last two or three weeks. I've seen that a lot. Um, yeah, he's a good player. Is that a reach? No, that's about right. Okay. He's, he's a really good player. Uh, a tackle from Northern Iowa at 14, sure. An edge at Florida State, 15 to the Eagles. Peterson, Eagles. Peterson is the Jags, by the way. Yeah, okay. That, the that's actually what I thought when we were talking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, back-to-back picks for the Eagles. Um, Sauce Gardner, the corner at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Their second pick there. Good player. Jordan Davis, 17 to the Chargers, the inside guy out of Georgia. Okay. And then they have Crowell going to the Saints at 18 right now. Um, yeah. I mean, if I'm the Saints, I take a quarterback at 18. Uh, they point out that he was the lone participant who, or the lone person who couldn't participate in the All-Star circuit because of not graduating from school. But he still has his pro day, the combine, and that will be crucial. Blah, 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 blah. But they say that because of the salary cap issues, they expect the Saints to find their 2022 starter from the draft. Yeah. And you just let him grow in it and let yeah. it be what it is. I mean, you, you tell him, hey, you know what happened to you the last time you went on a wild scramble, right? We're not doing that. Not that he got hurt on a scramble, but you know what I mean. Just, hey, That's done, especially right now. Yeah, we're, playing, we're playing quarterback. It's kind of seven on seven right now. You take or, some lumps. Yeah, you're gonna take some lumps. You're gonna have a. You're gonna have a year. Linderbaum, the uh, center out of Iowa, nineteen to the Eagles. They still have Sam Howell going to the twenty to the Steelers. This is the third or fourth time I've seen this. Um, Howell back in the first round here is a fourth quarterback going in round one. Yeah. We'll see. I don't like it. Um, Looking for any other notable thing. Kenyon Green, lineman A&M, 23 to the Cardinals. N'Kobe Dean, 24 to the Cowboys. Mm. Uh, Trevon Walker, the edge at Georgia, 25 to the Bills. Titans taking uh, a wide receiver from Ohio State. You don't think the Saints do the Jameis Winston thing? I heard an interview with Cam Jordan, and he was really campaigning for Winston. Was he? Yeah. I don't hate him, but we're just you're just kicking cans. A, you got to pay him, and B, you're not winning a title. So what are you doing? He can get you the playoffs. Yeah, but that that feels like it's about it. It in in to me, the NFL is not like Major League Baseball, where you're just getting in the tournament. Mm-mm. 
No, we, we, you got to you got you got to be able to progress through the tournament. Yeah, that's a different deal. You have to say, are we a Super Bowl contender or not? Like it's a trap in the NBA. You're like, oh, we're a playoff team, like Portland. Okay, good enough. But, but you're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. You're not good enough to win a Western Conference Finals. You're just not. And when you get to that place, you it kind of becomes purgatory because it's very hard to get bad enough to get the player you need. And you're just stuck in the middle and, right there. And you're not good enough to get over the hump. Yeah. Jamison Williams, wide receiver, Alabama, 30 to the Chiefs. Well, he can play. Dotson, the wide out at Penn State, 32 to the Lions. They have the Rams pick. Okay. Um, and then the Bengals taking uh, a lineman from Boston College who I've never heard of, Zion Johnson. Mm, um, I don't know. Yeah. So I guess the ESPN is predicting the Rams to win the Super Bowl. They have them picking 32. That's the, you got to put somebody there. So. I, mean, I would. They might just be taking the Vegas favorite. Could be. I mean, I think the Rams are the favorite. I mean, I do think the Bengals can win the game. Oh, sure. I mean, look, I mean, the Rams can self-destruct. I mean, I've watched a lot of L.A. football. They, Joe they, Burrow can overcome obstacles. I've watched a lot of Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think it sets up for a really good game. I do, too. I think it'd be a good game. I actually watched a podcast. It was Sean McVay. It was from back in the summer, but it was Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Pretty interesting. Really smart people. That's the level of detail is really smart. So much higher than yeah. people. Yeah. Why did they do that? They don't know. Well, they had twelve reasons why they did it. It just didn't yeah. work. It was not really what they what they thought. Yeah, it's just really smart people. It's it's and it's why the league is the smart franchises win. That's who wins. And it exposes the really dumb franchise. Yeah, it does. You can, if you're smart enough, you can kind of be in the middle, but it really, really, really exposes the the bottom half there. So, podcast brought to you in part by NE Spark, NESPARC, service people across rural communities, two packages, the 100 MBPS, the Ignite, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's NESPARC.com, 662 238 3159. Phone service available, portal controls a wireless mesh extender, and much more. So call the office for detail, and you can get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. They're stylist hand-select pieces, <clears throat> excuse me, from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Um, we're also brought to you by Service Specialist. What are your goals for 2022? Does your company need hard-to-find talent to meet these goals? Maybe you're personally seeking a career change. Let this be your year to make the change. Your first step needs to be to contact Service Specialist Employment Agency. They are the oldest employment agency in Mississippi. They recruit in all industries. Remember, there's nothing to lose by reaching out. No cost to you as a candidate. Everything is kept confidential. Service Specialist wishes you and your company a successful 2022 you can contact them at 662-832-5138. Uh, I'll be asking for questions for my mailbag a little later today. It'll be published on Wednesday on rebelgrove.com. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 
567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by OPA. It's Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Delicious menu featuring euros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio. All of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. And uh, speaking of mailbags, I've got a uh, question thread at rebelgrove.com about travel. I'm going to be taping a podcast sometime in the next week or so with John Edwards, probably of, uh, well, not with John, probably, probably in the next week or so, definitely with John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. What you do is you just uh, give John some parameters, you give him a budget, and he'll give you options for a uh, trip that will create a lifetime of unique memories. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. You just need a phone and or an email, 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Podcast is brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates. That's nickstanoxford.com, 662-281-1200. You can uh, get help with the buy side or the sell side of real estate here in Lafayette County. Let Keith Graham, Clay DeWeeks, and their team of associates help you out in that task. A lot of stuff from uh, the message board about how volatile the markets are, not just in Lafayette County, but all over. So somebody you can trust with Nick's Tan. Again, 662-281-1200 or nickstanoxford.com. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com is website. See all the events going on locally this week and every week. Ole Miss women's basketball returning home today. They play LSU at 6 o'clock. They've got some great food deals and much more for uh, for that. Waitress, the uh, the Broadway musical is at the Ford Center on Wednesday, as well as uh, plenty of other things this week as well. The Ford Center also hosting uh, Dog Man, the musical at the Ford Center that is on February the twelfth. So plenty of different options going on again here in uh, in February. Visit oxfordms.com slash events. Uh, let's see where are we going. Yeah, somebody said only five homes went on the market this weekend in all of Soto County. Oof. Seller's market. Of course, once you sell, you got to buy. Well, yeah, that was the thing. Everybody goes, hey, you can sell. Yeah, you can. Yep. And then the problem is. Now what? Yeah. If you have a place to live and you already, like, oh, well, yeah. feel free. Go, go, go have at it. But, yeah, there's uh, there's that. All right, let's see. Um, Still got almost two weeks. Not really time for a lot of baseball talk at all. Um, wrote about Derek Diamond this morning. Kind of started baseball coverage to whatever extent that looks like this week. Um, Mike spoke to the media on Friday. Videos are up at herbalgrove.com if you would like to partake in those. I know at least Mike is in your 10 thoughts. Um, I just put Mike in 10 thoughts. The, yeah. the players are up at on this uh, YouTube channel. He had a bit of a filibuster. He went for a while. His, his opening, it was kind of less miles-ish. He talked... On Friday, the opening thing was 20-ish minutes, maybe a touch more before questions started. Um, and, and he kind of always does the go-around-the-diamond thing. It always surprises me a little bit. And I guess, look, I mean, the players know it's not some surprise. But when you announce the starting lineup like two weeks early, it's a, to me it's a little bit of an interesting dynamic inside your team. But, I mean, they have everybody back. It's not yeah. like – I mean, it's not like the freshman shortstop goes, oh, God, he said Gonzalez is going to play. So I don't try Son of a – Yeah. Yeah. Damn this thing. Okay. That's that, that's fine. Uh, they announced Diamond as the Friday starter. Went ahead and wrote about that because I do find it interesting. They've got six or seven guys who can easily get weekend starts. I mean, the way that 
I've kind of characterized it to people is I feel like they have a lot of Saturday guys. They do not have the Big Friday elite prospect like they've had in years past. There's no Nikhazy. There's no Hoagland. Um, they have a lot of quality arms, and they only have two guys on their roster that have started an SEC game before in the regular season. That's Diamond and McDaniel, um, which is an interesting thing, too. Mike talked about it given on Friday that we keep talk, calling these guys third-year players, and they are, but they lost their whole freshman seasons because of 2020 and the pandemic cancellations. They only played four non-conference weekends. So there's still some second-year growth that I do think you'll see out of some guys that's on the field and and, and from an arm standpoint. Um, but they're counting on Derek to – you know the hope would be to eat some innings, um, just kind of get them into it, not have to use the bullpen a ton. He's got to stay healthy. Um, you know He had some arm soreness at the end of last season. He had some velocity decreases. He talked about that – he can't just throw 96, 97 all the time, control it, and hope that works. He's had to learn how to pitch a little more. They've used Rep Soto, the analytics machine, to kind of help him figure out what goes together to fine-tune him a little bit. Um, it's it's If he could do that, it helps them tremendously in multiple ways from a, from a, from a rotation standpoint. But I expect a lot of shuffling. I think you're going to see six or seven different starters potentially, even maybe by the first, second weekend of SEC play. I, I expect a lot of puzzle pieces having to be put together. Um, offensively, the names are there. I mean, barring something crazy, there's just not a room for other, a lot of other guys. I mean, that's that's going to be one of Mike's challenges: is just getting at bats to guys because you got to get your starters ready. You know who's basically playing, but at the same time, you can't completely neglect that ten through fourteen. Um, I know the elephant in the room that will stay in the room through May. I thought Mike was pretty comfortable on Friday. Um, frankly, I thought that he. He admitted some fault, um, which is not always something that's going to come out without really pressing him for it. And I asked something about, essentially, how do you get all these starter possibilities, innings, to see who's the best bet while also giving each one enough sample size to what is that balance. And he said that, frankly, he threw too many guys last year. But he said, let me make, make that clear. I didn't mean I don't need to throw many. He goes, but I looked up and I had 19 pitchers with stats. But you've got all these guys with like one or two innings. He goes, well, I've, I've defeated multiple purposes at once because I haven't gotten, you know, the eight or ten a lot of innings to kind of get them ready and get them into the season. But then I'm also just sort of scattershot using guys without letting them get into rhythm or anything. So he talked about whether it be starting or bullpen innings, they had to do a better job of kind of streamlining who they got innings, how they do it, and, and have a little better plan there. He, he thought that, that was a failure on his uh, on his part a season ago. We'll see. February 7th, they're ranked fifth in the country. I don't know. They had a critical pitching injury last year. They did. Or they probably <laughs> go to Omaha. They did. I like the baseball season, and I hate the baseball season. Both. I mean, I love-hate it. You love-hate it? I do. I mean, I enjoy it. It's it's it's. They're good at it. People love it. We get huge crowds out there, the whole deal. And then we dissect the hell out of it. And and it just, yeah. I mean, I get its end result. Now, I totally understand it. But Somebody just sent me a tweet, a buddy. Um, Chris Hummer works for 24-7. Is that correct? I think so. It's one of the two. Um, tweeting here there's a quote good possibility former duke head coach david cutcliffe joins the texas staff in an off-field capacity yeah i heard this last night um jason sukamel was working on this and needed some help with some contacts and i helped him a little bit um oh okay yeah 
Um, yeah, that's the that's the rumor. Created some angst on our board already. And I know that there's a natural connection that people draw there. And I, I can't sit here and tell you that that's nothing to it. It is difficult for me to believe that Arch Manning is going to base a decision on an analyst at a program. I have a hard time believing that. Now, does David Cutcliffe's presence provide some comfort? Helps. Sure. But th- this is not t- 2005. No. And some analysts do a lot, and some analysts are hardly ever seen by the players. Some guys that are analysts don't even move to the town where the school is. They just look at film and type up reports, reports and put together cut-ups and send it back. A lot of times they're – a lot of schools will hire an offensive review analyst and a defensive review analyst who the offensive coach will look at the defense every week and go, here's how I would attack you. If I were school A – I would attack school B this right. way. Yeah, yeah. And so the defensive coaches look at that. They know that they're dealing with somebody who's done this a lot. Go, okay, well, here's here are some ideas as to what might be coming as they put together a plan. Well, that's kind of all we got on that. I don't. Sure. And then look. Steve Sarkeesian really wants to win this recruiting battle. Steve Sarkeesian kind of really needs to win this recruiting battle. I'm not saying he's going to. In fact, I don't think he is. Mm -hmm. I'd still bet on Georgia. But if you told me that Texas is just going to do everything possible to make it comfortable, I get it. And look, some of the appeal, I think, for Arch Manning to go to Georgia was being the final piece. He's not the final piece anymore. They won. They took home. You're trying to do what Stetson Bennett did. They took home the beer tap thingy. I mean, Kirby kissed all over it, and it does look like a beer tap. Oh. It does. It looks like if you put it on top of a thing and and pulled it down, it looks like a beer tap. It should really just be a big shrimp cocktail, shouldn't it? That'd be awesome. I would love that. That'd be the greatest trophy ever. Um. Just outpacing the Sanderson Farms chicken, the golf trophy. <laughs> yeah. The big rooster on the pedestal. It's a great trophy. It is a great trophy. Um, I, I, there's so many things that it's it's with Arch that's interesting, right? You have the, well, he could be the final piece at Georgia, except now he's not. Now you're just joining a program that's got studs everywhere. The whole, well, if Nick Saban were 10 years younger, okay, but he's not. I mean, Nick Saban's really good. I mean, he's like he's the goat, but he's not been able to stop the aging process. He appears to be as fallible to Father Time as the rest of us. So, Nick Saban's not ten years younger. He's not sixty-two. He's seventy-two when Arch starts his career. Mm-hmm. Um, people say, "Well, Ole Miss is a natural fit if there just weren't some kind of some internal stuff." Well, there's internal stuff, so you can either overcome it or you can't. And then Clemson, I, I think Clemson's out. And so you're kind of down to these four schools, and it's yeah. We'll ask. Here's something: Which school fan base that misses on Manning takes it the worst? What's Ole Miss? That's not close. Yeah, Texas is a second. Texas is right there. 
Yeah. yeah. Alabama's like, ah, we gave it a run. Yeah. Georgia's like, that sucks, but okay. Yeah. We won a title. Yeah. Georgia's in the afterglow for a little while. Kirby's not, but the fan base is. You know, for Ole Miss, it's, it's it, you know. But now look, I will say this. And I said this before. As long as Lane Kiffin's the coach, you're probably going to be okay at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And getting Jackson Dart and him having at least two years does take some of the does take some of the sting off of it if you're an Ole Miss fan, I'm guessing. Because I don't think Arch Manning's walking into a campus, any campus, any of the campuses that we just mentioned in, in the fall of twenty twenty three and going, Hand me the ball, I'm the man. No, no, no. I don't. I don't I don't think he's that guy, and I do think he's going to be a very, very good quarterback. But I, I don't look at him and go, that that guy's walking in, hand him the ball, roll. I saw in your 10 thoughts, Calipari called Georgia a top three job. He did. I saw the video. I didn't even believe it. What was he I doing? I don't know. He always preps up everybody. Oh, everybody's awesome. Every SEC job's amazing. But what are you, what are you doing? I mean, he looks at it. Because if you're Tom Crean, you go, whoa, 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 whoa. What yeah. the hell are you doing? He, I mean, but... But in fairness to Calipari, you and I have had this conversation before where you look at it and you're like, there's so many players right there. I mean, AAU basketball in Atlanta is big time. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as their baseball argument. It's I don't a, know how you suck. It's a fantastic school right now. People are excited. There's a lot of, I know it's football, but there's a lot of money there. There's yeah. a lot of excitement there. It's a, it's a quick pause. Ginger's right. Dart has to be good to take this thing off. That's fair. He has to look like a guy who can become a national-level quarterback this yeah. fall. Yeah, because it's going to sting if it happens, because it's going to happen before Dart takes a snap. Yeah. And then if he starts uh, – okay. And then yeah, if yeah, he yeah. looks good, then that does start to take some of the sting off yeah. of it. But either way – got to get another one at that But Calipari, here's the deal, though. He knows Crean's in trouble. Oh, he knows Crean's done. Yeah. He knows that they suck. He knows all these things. So in some ways, I look at it and I go – does he not like Crean? Is he being an ass? I don't think he because, was. But, I, I don't think he was. But no coach in the right mind will want, yeah, please, tell them how great of a freaking program this is and how bad I suck. Oh, Crean's out. I mean, it doesn't matter. I, I think he looks at it and goes, I think you could win there. And to, in fairness, I look at it and go, I think you could win there. Well, yeah, sure. But I, I don't understand why they're not winning. Well, that'd be a hell of a quote for the opposing coach to give. Y'all have all the resources. I mean, what is it? I don't really get it. Yeah, I, I, and I don't think he does. I could recruit here. I think he could. <laughs> I mean, I think if you put John Calipari at Georgia, they would win. Kentucky win? No, but they'd win. I mean, I do agree with you. Over the last few weeks, basically since the Notre Dame game, Kentucky's the best team in the league. Yes. They yes. They, they found it. Yes. They toy with people right now. I mean, they, they didn't play very well the other day. They're but. so athletic, man. They are so athletic. I mean, they might be a problem. Auburn, this Auburn needs to lose a basketball game soon. They need to lose a game. The ranking is hanging on them, and it's 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 messing with them. They need to get rid of it. Oh, you think so? Yes, they need to lose a game. You don't want to have that one next nope. to you for weeks and weeks. And nope, weeks. I want to drop one. Need to get some attention back. Need to go, fellas. We can't Don't be unfallible. We though. can't play like this because the Auburn, the, the, the second half the other day, they, they they overcame it and they were playing without their point guard, but they took some bad shots. 
So Auburn's scheduled the rest of the way. Just quickly. I, I, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Um, Fayetteville on Tuesday. Yeah, you got a spot. That's a spot there. A&M at home. Vandy at home. Florida and Gainesville. Mm-mm. Ole Miss at Auburn. In Knoxville. In Starkville. At home against Carolina. There's any, two or three. Any one of the three road, the road games. The can three be road lost. games could be lost. Yeah. Any of the three. Tennessee State, Arkansas. I don't know if they can lose in Gainesville. Their guard play is so much better than Florida. No, they can't lose. They can't lose at Florida. They could lose at Arkansas. They could lose at Mississippi State. And they could absolutely lose in Knoxville. Tennessee's gritty right now. And if Auburn comes in there number one with Bruce Pearl, that place will be a zoo. Bud Walton will be a zoo tomorrow night. Arkansas is kind of playing with some house money right now. They've won, what, eight in a row? Their net's up to – I've got it here in front of me. Their net's 37. In great shape. They, they'll get after – they will get after Auburn tomorrow night. If Auburn plays tomorrow night the way that it played at Athens, they'll lose tomorrow night. And if you're Bruce, you go, fine. Because if I'm Bruce, i got to get Jabari Smith back into what we're doing. Because Jabari Smith is starting to play like he's lost. He doesn't flow with them right now. They are really dependent on Kessler and Wendell Green. And Kessler's, a, Kessler's having a year, man. And, and He's good. And Green's a stud. But they need, they need the lottery pick to play like a lottery pick. And right now he's not. And they need him to come back. They need to get – they need to have – they need to have that L where – who did they play Saturday, who would you say? Texas A&M. Yeah, A&M. It might not be the worst. Tomorrow night might not be the worst spot. Problem for Arkansas against Auburn is Arkansas is not very deep, and Auburn is. And I think if Auburn can withstand that early momentum, that early surge, because that place is going to be a zoo, if they can get through that, they'll be okay. And then they get all the home stuff because I think ESPN's bringing their basketball game day thing to Auburn oh, really? on Saturday. Yeah, just somewhere. Yeah, because you're getting close to March. Yeah. We need to be able to have that meeting where you go, guys, we, we're not going to win the tournament like this. Yeah. Just to get through the season, to not fall completely off, Ole Miss getting Jark Hill back on Saturday was huge. I mean, they, they, they couldn't score, which remains their problem, but they played pretty well considering the issue of Ruppin being out. Um, but they did. They they're played. just limited. I mean, it just just they, limited. They played well. They did. They 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 played well. As frustrated, he was frustrated with with. He was frustrated with Ty Fagan, who had nine turnovers on Saturday. But, but he's asking, playing out of position, and he's yeah. getting late in the shot clock, and just trying to create because nobody's doing anything. They don't have anybody that can get downhill. Morrell didn't have a game. It no. just well, you realize how it much, wasn't Ty Fagan's fault. No, you realize how much of Matthew's game has developed because of his pairing with Deshaun Ruffin. But Matthew's not a one. Ty Fagan's not a one. They need Austin Crowley to be a one, and he's just not one right now. And so that's it. That's, what you, that's what you got. And so you got to play, and Fagan committing turnovers, and he's frustrated, and he finally did the one that, that Kermit pulled him where he tried to split the difference between two guys, and you can't do that at this level. And They... they I think they got six buckets in the second half. But if somebody else would score, he wouldn't be have to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. his fault because he's his scoring is what's keeping them in the game. Yeah. And but you're asking so much out of Ty Fagan. I mean, it's just not. I mean, their remaining schedules. I mean, they got Alabama at home. Like I said their biggest problem. I told Neil this the other day. In some ways, from a program standpoint, is that they don't have but one more name team at home. 
they got Alabama, which kind of creates its own crowd a little this week. And then after that, it's like A&M, Carolina, and Georgia for a home schedule. I think that's right. Something like that. It's just it's going to get weird. Yeah, um, it is. It's going to get really weird. Um, How about our Commodores up on Will Wade by 20? Pulled that thing off on I Saturday know. in Nashville. I know. Love me some Scottie Pippen Jr. I mean, LSU just, is now 4-6 and six in the league. 16 and 7 overall. Their net is 16. To their credit, they played. No, I, I get it. Yeah. They but, they played a, a really good non-league schedule. But, but dude, but you got to start winning some games here soon. They got to go to Texas A&M tomorrow night. You better win it. And they get Mississippi State at home on Saturday and you better win it. You better win it. I mean, you've lost to Ole Miss at home in Vanderbilt on the road in the last two I games. I know. He's not a good coach. I mean, the Ole Miss game wasn't particularly close, and if Deshaun doesn't get hurt, it's a blowout. And then Vandy blows them out. He's a bad bench coach. Yeah, he's shitty. He's a horrible bench coach. And everybody hates him, and they get up for him. You're everyone's Super Bowl for the exact opposite reason that Auburn right now is everyone's Super Bowl, that Kentucky is everyone's Super Bowl. Yeah, it's your coach. I mean, Auburn's going into Bud Walton, and there'll be kids waiting in line for four hours because it's the number one hanging by them. LSU comes to town. It has nothing to do with that. People are still waiting in line because they want to boo your coach. You don't think every coach is kind of laser-focused for LSU, do you? Think Kermit had a plan for the Tigers? I'm guessing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, yeah, I don't know. Hey, you got to get some wins somewhere. I mean, their net's... Their net has them where, you know, they, but they probably got to get the 10 SEC wins to get in. Yeah. I mean, 7 and 11 in the SEC is not going to get you in the tournament. Bit of a desperate Alabama team coming in this week. Yeah. Deal with Saturday. You don't, you, I mean, it was Kentucky, but didn't pull it off. Yeah. If they hit buckets, I mean, they are some bit, but when they don't. Yeah. I mean, it it's it depends on their three point shooting. It's not That's a good it. matchup for Ole Miss though, because yeah. Ole Miss can't score. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss needs to bog the game down, and it's hard to bog. Bama it's going to be hard to bog them down for forty minutes like that. Yeah, and then I don't know what kind of crowd there is Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. I mean, my guess is not much. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by PrimeShrimp.com. Head there. Get some uh, restaurant-quality shrimp shipped directly to your door. You can use code MPW when you uh, do that. That gives you 20%, $20 off your first order. Again, MPW, if you get at least four pounds, it ships for free. And you uh, get a couple different options from, uh, from a <clears throat> flavor standpoint. You get the signature seasoning. That's my favorite. French Quarter Alfredo. You can throw that over pasta. And they also have a shrimp bacon cheese fries recipe on their Instagram. You can make that your own with the purchase of the French Quarter Alfredo. Buy one today. Get it delivered in time for the Super Bowl as you're having your party. So use Prime Shrimp for that. Again, primeshrimp.com. Less than 10 minutes from freezer to plate. And again, use code MPW for $20 off your first purchase. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. It's uh, based in Madison, Mississippi. They represent clients in more than 20 states. They've got advisors in multiple states as well. They provide Detailed specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and so much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. 
College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in uh, Jackson, it's okay. Go to College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day. The largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. I know it's cold outside, but you guys know how this works. Uh, it'll start to warm up here in the next several weeks. And then it'll get cold again. And then it'll get hot again. You want to make sure that everything's working in tip-top shape. Now would be a really good time because people aren't thinking about their air conditioning right now. Now might be a good time to get it checked out make sure it's ready to go for the spring and the summer. Get in touch with the people at Comer. If you're in the Oxford, Tupelo, or surrounding area at 662-801-1777. If you live in Memphis, Hernando, Soto County, 662-429-4429 for the people at Southern. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. One week from today is Valentine's Day, so you're running out of time, but you got time if you have time to go to Lamons, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. Been serving the Oxford area for Almost three-quarters of a century, engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. ACS can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. To learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. All natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. It's GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for uh, your purchase. And uh, brought to you by Dead Soxy, Valentine's Day, like I said, right around the corner. If you're looking for that perfect gift for your special someone, Dead Soxy has you covered. Nothing says I love you like some good socks. Dead Soxy has increased the discount on their Rebel Grove code to 30% from now through midnight on February the 14th. So head over to the site, see all the new styles, take advantage of uh, this amazing offer at Dead Soxy, deadsoxy.com. Staying with the uh, Valentine's Day theme, uh, get her something special at Style Assembly. New Woman's Boutique on the Square, dedicated to sensible and sophisticated fashion, clothes, shoes, purses, jewelry, sunglasses, art, and more. Um, uh, an array of sizes, also uh, an array of budgets. I know they're all not built the same, so for a variety of price points, they pride themselves on exceptional customer service. For example, ladies can create a wish list in the store or over the phone. It's kept on file. Guys can then call, stop in, pick up something off the list that's guaranteed to love. It's a win-win. Leave and wrap it up and have it waiting on you. And if you're not in Oxford, no problem. They ship. Simply call or DM to place an order. They also offer gift cards to take the guesswork out of buying. You mentioned this ad. Between now and Valentine's Day, you get 10% off added to any gift card purchase. So stop by 203 North Lamar. It's next to the Blind Pig. Or call the store at 662-638-3163. Ask for Kate, the owner. She personally assemble your or that special someone style. Again, that style assembly on the square in Oxford. <clears throat> so, 
Uh, let's see. You got big Super Bowl plans? I have nothing so far. Really? I mean, something might pop up, but no, I, I, there's, there's been nothing kind of like ahead of schedule on that. I mean, it's that deal, though, where I'm, I mean, I'm getting a little older because it's, yeah, it'd be really fun. Love to stay till halftime. The kids got to get in bed. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, it's cool. Um, I'm interested in the game more than usual, too. So, like, it's not the worst time. Like, of all of them, it wouldn't, you know, because if I don't care about the game at all, hey, yeah, take me to a party. Let's, like, just do and hang out and whatever. This one wouldn't be the worst one to just kind of smoke some wings and hang out, though. Just kind of focus on the game a little more than, than a lot of years. Yeah. Because it was like, Pat, you know, like Pat's Eagles or something. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, fine, sure. Like, whatever. Yeah. Have at it. Yeah. No, I'm I'm into the game this time. Yeah. I, I don't really want to be bothered the whole time where I'm, you know, especially like not hosting or something, you know, like whatever. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get all the stuff done beforehand. So I'm, I'm going to get locked in just in case. Just in case. Just in case. It's a fourth quarter game. I like my boy Joe and a fourth say, All game. jokes aside, because I mean, obviously you've been a Bengals fan for about eighteen months. Um, well, since July first was the first day. Oh, uh, well, then not. Even, <laughs> sorry, never mind. Not even. Um, <laughs> do you find yourself though actually caring? Yeah, for as sure. it's going. Yeah, your internal is pulling mm-hmm. for the Bengals hard. Okay. Carson and I both that day he got in the truck and goes I guess we're Bengals fans now and we just sort of made a pact that we would be Bengals fans and over the year we've watched the games together and listened to the games and talked about the games and they're a fun team to watch bunch of young likable guys I mean Jamar Chase is a fun player to watch play football T Higgins is a fun player to watch play football I always liked Mike Hilton when I covered him. He was one of the favorite people I've ever covered. He's had a great year, his first year in Cincinnati. Sure. They're they're good. And then Burrow's a different dude. Burrow's decision-making when you watch him game in and game out, game in and game out, his decision-making chase is elite. You forget that he's a second-year quarterback. Yeah, who didn't even play his full first year. He had an ACL I player. know. I mean – his decision making is off the charts. I mean, he's maybe twenty eight games in right now, thirty something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I mean a little less than that now. I'll say that. I mean, I know who he reminds me of. You do. I do. A little early, but yeah. But there's some trends, and it's why I mean going back to that mock draft to kind of close the sports part portion. If you're an AFC team and you don't think that quarterback is going to win a Super Bowl, you don't even think about it because no. you're in a, you're in a conference with Allen and Mahomes and, and Herbert and Herbert and Mac Jones is potentially good down the road. Oh, Mac's I mean, going to be good. Listen, there was a tweet about it and it created a firestorm of people losing their minds. But it's the part of Patrick Mahomes' game that must get better if he's going to win in this AFC. He's got to become a better decision maker. Mm-hmm. By the way, watching him at the Pro Bowl yesterday, it, he was more like at a funeral. Yeah, did, he was trying to talk himself into it at the beginning of the day, like, "Hey, you know, it's good to be here. I'd rather be at the Super Bowl." But blah blah blah. And then by but, the end of the day, he was, "I'm done. I can't yeah. do this." His heart was not in it. I opened and started the show. Blake says that in the stream, he lives in the neighborhood with the Castaway House in Memphis. Um, oh, really? 
So I guess they did that actually sort of kind of on location. Before we do Castaway, let me tell you this. If you're looking for some fun ways to bet the Super Bowl, (laughs) Bro Throw is the way to go. Social sports betting network, free to use. Cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that's going to save you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. Take the other side of an existing bet. Start a new bet and more at brothrow.com. So, Castaway, and and somebody asked me last night, they said, I was talking about it with a buddy, and they said, is it, you know, favorite movie, best movie? And I think it would probably be on the more the best side because I kind of have two different lists. Like, I love Arthur and and Cocktail, but nobody's calling them Oscar winners. Like, so there's two different lists here. But in it, it's the epitome of a rewatchable. If Castaway is on, I can't turn it off. I watch the rest of the movie. I, like it's one of my twenty favorite movies, and I don't even necessarily know why. Yeah, I think I'm there too. There's parts but, of it that make me uncomfortable, which is good. And there's parts that are so funny that yeah. I I find myself really enjoying. Because frankly, other than the scene I'm about to talk about, the last like forty five minutes of the, of the movie is almost kind of funny. It's like it's the reintroduction, some of that stuff. Like there's little parts where. Because it never fails. I've mentioned on the podcast 15 times. When he gets back in his hotel room and he picks up the crab leg and looks at it and is like, oh, it makes me laugh every time. Because that's all he's eaten for five years or like however long he was on the island yeah. or whatever. And they give him nothing but a seafood buffet. You know, his head's going, can I just get a bacon cheeseburger? Yeah. For the love of God, can yeah. I just get a cheeseburger at this you point? You could have just called Wendy's and that would have been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's an incredible film. I've done like some geek out stuff. You know, they filmed it with a year off in the middle for him to legitimately lose the weight. So to get the film done, he had to promise to fit, to do another movie for the production company. They filmed the part where he's heavy, take it literally a year off while keeping all the support people on payroll for a year and then finish it after he's done all the stuff to himself physically. And, it, it, it's fairly, in fact, the, the production of the movie is fascinating, um, but it's it's clever. We've talked about the ending before. I, I actually like the ending. I know some people go, hey, if he was going to be with the woman, show it to us. No, no, I'm cool. Like, I, I liked how they ended the movie, uh, you, where he's going to turn around. He knows it's her. He sees the butterfly on the back of the pickup truck. He's held this package. It saved all that stuff, but I, I like the ending, but the scene at the house in multiple different ways. So I'm watching it in some free form. I'm just kind of hanging out yesterday, like just kind of playing with the kid, whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm staring at it watching it. And this is so for to any background for anybody. He's gotten back off the island and Helen Hunt was supposed to be meeting him in the hangar at the airport and they have their... His their, wife. His, 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 in his mind, he's still his wife. Yeah, yeah, sure. And... How long had it been? I said I was trying to remember in my head. Of all things, they're not remembering the show. I can't quite come up with it. It's like five years or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's four or five years. Okay. And so she stands him up. The husband now that they have a child together walks in and is like, look, it's hard for her too. I understand. And he, in this instance, he does everything kind of correctly. Like it's, 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 it's big from Sex in the City. I can't remember the guy's name. Chris North, Christopher North, I think. But anyway, he, he does kind of everything fine in this. I have no real issues here. Okay. I mean, he's the one, hey, look, I hate it. I, I'm I, I don't I'm uncomfortable. I don't really want to be here either. Like, let's just have this conversation. Yeah. So then he looks out the window and sees Helen Hunt is actually on the premises and she's wanting to come yeah, it's like fiance or something. I don't think they're married. I don't think Tom Hanks and her were actually married. And Oh, okay. Right. I yeah, know. I think I'm right there. It's like girlfriend, or at least engaged at most. So okay. anyway, sure. 
Um, she's trying to like pull back and come in. She's no, 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 no. I do want to see him. She's crying or whatever, and he kind of like physical, physically puts her in the car. It's like no, 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 no. And see, I think that's what matters here. I think this plays into the next scene because he. Maybe he was trying to protect her, and you're not emotionally stable. But it looked like, nope, nope, I don't like this. Get in the car. We're getting. The I'm hell controlling out of here. the situation. Yeah, he was definitely here. controlling the situation. So then you fast forward to whatever. So you fast forward to um, him coming to the house. He's about to ring the doorbell. She's up. She sees the cab pull up. She opens the door. He goes in. First off, she acts like he's not going to know who the Houston Oilers are. Because he's like, because he stops her, because which would indicate he's a big sports fan, and he goes, "Hold on, first things first, we have a football team," and she's in, they're in Nashville, and she goes, "Yeah, see, they were in Houston." It's like, just say the Oilers. Like yeah. clearly here, we don't need the explaining right. the whole thing. He's like, "Hold on, so the Oilers or whatever," and they go through that, and she shows him that no, she tracked the whole thing. She's got the map or whatever. They're loud. There's light. She's making coffee. She's doing the French press. She's asking a bunch of questions. They go out. They open the garage. The car. He's taking crap out of the back of the car. A car seat. Giving him the car to pull out. He ends up backing away. Screaming in the rain. They end up making out in the driveway. Yep. The whole time, the husband does nothing. What can you do? Well, no, no, that's the point. But the question is, and this is probably an unanswerable question, and the director probably has never answered this anywhere, is... Is he seriously that sound of a sleeper and just never knew the whole thing? Because the only indication we get from her is they're all asleep. Don't worry about it. No, or has he, he woken up and goes, you know what? The hell with it. I can't do it. He wasn't here. asleep. He knew. It had to happen. That that for for if if he and Helen Hunt are ever gonna like live happily ever after. Yeah, so it was just girlfriend, not engaged, and it was four years. We're getting some of these answers. Okay. The if he's ever gonna, I mean, she's he's got to put that to bed. He's he's there's no way to avoid that. Too many that, that's a conversation that they have to have they have to have. Cuz otherwise they're going to cease each other at some point. This is going to linger this well, is they're in Memphis. I mean, it's not that big of a town. You're going to see each other. Got got to get this out of the way. Got to have this He's going to win. I think I told you on Twitter yeah, yesterday. Yeah, he's yeah. going to win. He's married to her. They have a baby. Cuz the odds of her going screw it I'm throwing all this away for... I'm going uh, back to him. Are really slim. And if that's going to happen, there's nothing you can do about it. Because if it's going to happen, if it's not happening that night, it's going to happen eventually. So you got to have that... you got to let them so have... So you just sit in the bed and absolutely. wait and... And I, and I figure they're probably going to have some form of an intimate moment, and it just is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm going to leave with the girl. And I feel bad about it because I'm only getting her because he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, she's with him, and she's having his babies. So, and this was a traumatic thing, and I'm the one that convinced her to start dating me specifically by saying, he's dead. So you got to feel, he's got some feelings here. He's like, well, I didn't know he was alive. I'm, I, you know, <laughs> kind of sucks that he is. It's kind of a fly in the ointment here. It's a problem. No, you got to take it that night. Yeah, you just you don't turn a light on. And somebody said on Twitter, you don't look out the window. Nope. Nothing. Nope. 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 Because she's going to come up eventually, and she's going to be all 
emotional and teary and all that stuff. And you, you no, you, you, you got in that moment, you got to just be like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This has happened to you. This sucks. This sucks for a lot of reasons. And okay. We're going to, we're going to get through this. They ever see each other again? Or was that it? That's it. Nobody's no. seeking each other out. That's it. No, no, he no. moved. He moved on. He let it go. Okay. He let it go. He saw that she was okay and she had a child. And he's not gonna mess all that up. So he's like, "That's it." Okay. No, and then he sees the butterfly lady and. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I think I don't think he stays in Memphis. I think he leaves. He's wherever butterfly lady is. Yeah. He's got to think FedEx is going to take care of him for a while. I mean, oh, he kind of died for them. So, I mean, yeah, yeah he, he has a suit. Fred, um, Fred and them are going to take care of him for a bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do hate we don't know what's in the box. Yeah, I'd like to know what's in the box. Probably like a satellite phone. Because um, there's no way you could have not opened one of the boxes. Like, he used it as hope. And, like, he was doing the, hey. Oh, it symbolized Yeah, there's something the about movie. this You're that, right. no, this is this is the something. Because he opened what everything if? else. Yeah, what if? I mean, it's a Gilligan's Island trope. Like, there's a box over here that, I mean, who knows? Right. Yeah, no. I'm good. So, man. <laughs> then okay. the husband was fired from Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> But no, you don't turn the light on. You don't interrupt. You just it. no. Let it you got to let it because they got they got stuff to talk about. Okay. And if it takes hours, it takes hours. And he's coming to get his car. That's his car. That's the only one. Hey, he yeah. Hey, Chuck came and I gave him the car. Okay. He knew they were down there talking. <laughs> What was he going to do? But what if he was asleep? Yeah, he wasn't asleep. He just wakes up the next morning and goes, hey, yeah. Come on, they, they weren't sleeping. They weren't sleeping. Come on, ever since the moment that they found out, hey. Chuck's alive. Chuck's alive. That's all they had talked about. She was distraught. Yeah, I don't want to talk about seven in the head in the box. I'm good. No, thanks. Um, It's a good movie, but it'll. What if they just left together? I mean, then they just leave. If she if she was going to leave with him that night, She's she was going to leave point. with him. Maybe it was going to be Tuesday night, but she was leaving. You, yeah. I mean, if you want her to ever be happy with you, she's going to have to have some closure from that. Okay. Oh, I've got that out of the way. Better or worse movie, what, Seven and Castaway? That's always an overall better movie than Seven. I, Seven's entertaining. I like Seven a lot, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Castaway here. I can't rewatch Seven over and over and over and over again. I mean, that's gonna get you. So, all right, uh, plenty of stuffrebelgrove.com. More coming football coverage and uh, and more. We will also uh, be back tomorrow with another edition of the uh, of the podcast. So. Appreciate you the stream. We're listening wherever you are, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.